and welcome back to the Multiversity Manga Club. Uh, we skipped a episode last time to talking about, uh, we didn't have our one talking about October Shonen Jump, but we'll be back in a couple weeks to do November and just kind of like a talk of recent goings-ons in general. Yeah, it's a little easier to skip months in Shonen Jump because manga developments tend to happen kind of slow. Sometimes. If you're just, if you're just following a weekly series. Yeah. So um, it's not that big of a deal, but that yeah. that does remind me. Did, uh, I know I'm not on those episodes now, but did you guys see that Kishimoto is taking over the Boruto ma- manga again? I did see that. Yes. Really? Yeah. Cool. He says it was always yeah. planned, but it's probably because Samurai Eight was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So did. Is the same person that was was someone who was working on Samurai work is are they working on Boruto? No, so it's a different artist. It's one of it's another mm-hmm. one of his um, uh, assistants from Naruto who has been doing okay. the art. Um, and I think that person is going to continue doing the art, but Kishimoto is going to take over full scripting uh, duties yeah. again. Right, it's kind of like how the Super Dragon Ball Super manga Toriyama yeah. is like God, barely it, involved. Just like. Ugh, Samurai 8 was so bad. It was just really... Ugh. Yeah, I'm a little I, worried a about it. it but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, it's the middle of the month, so we're continuing uh, the One Piece Club. Um, I guess, just for uh, formality's sake, I'm Walter, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Emily and Zach. How are the both of you? Well, doing pretty good. As you heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we're uh, last time we left off uh, with the Water 7 arc. Uh, and so today we're going to be finishing that off. Um, one of the things that I kind of noticed, and I was talking to Emily about this the other day, is like I always had like trouble remembering like what happened in Water 7 and what happened in East Lobby. And now when I reached like, the end of this arc like it really is one one arc yeah um, sure it's one, one one large arc um it, it does it isn't even like just like a matter of it continuing like you know the 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 so-called end of this arc does not feel like an end oh, at all well i mean i don't think i don't think oda set it up as like end of an arc here sure, I, mean, sure, I mean people call arc. it water seven to just to say like this happened on water seven right this happened at any's lobby that's kind of the difference i mean they left Water Seven. They're not gonna do yeah, anything else yeah, significant. Yeah, that, that does there. that does seem to be like the dividing line. And in most most of the arcs in the series are pretty like much confined. on an island. Yeah, <laughs> Alabasta, uh, Dress Rosa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. um, this like, but just from structurally, this is all one story. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's still that does not mean that there is not plenty to talk oh about. Oh my god, there is. <laughs> always i'm always surprised at how how long my notes get when i when i finish these arcs even when i or when i'm doing like half of an arc yeah which this technically was kind of i i am not surprised um of your notes i don't take notes some notes of my notes count. are pretty funny like i have several questions about frankie um <laughs> his role in water seven i'm confused about why people are so nice to him um, well, I, I guess I no one's nice to. Well, no, I mean people are sort of jovial with him, but then you find out that they knew him when he was oh, a sure, ship, sure. right? Um, yeah, a couple like specific. A pl- yeah, his exactly. whole introductory yeah. arc is a little strange. Um, 
when you it's when you look back because, on it. Yeah. 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 It's cool though. I mean, I think it's sort of a cool sort of synthesis of multiple ideas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it works right. overall and sort of Yeah, I mean this is this is technically like Frankie's flashback. This sort of happens in the middle of what we read. Yeah. But, but we could we could kind of go a little out of order and just talk Yeah, about we don't that. have to talk about every single thing that happened in order because right. really all that you have to know about what happens here is that it's a little confusing. So I, I tried to pay really close attention to how this plays out. There's a assassination attempt on the mayor of Water Seven Iceberg. But it's purposefully botched. It's purposefully botched to and then it they try again. That we find out, okay, so we also find out something special about and bad about some of the carpenters in Galley Law Company. But um, CP9, this secret agent group, we'll also talk more about them, I guess, a little later. They they try again to assassinate Iceberg. But what they're really trying to do is pin it on the straw hats so that when right. they steal these things they were actually aiming for, they didn't really right. care about Iceberg at all. They were just, this was sort of a distraction to, to get something Iceberg had. Right. It was all to sort of pin it on the straw hats. So that Robin would be seen. Robin would be would seen. Be associated with them. Yeah. It's sort of a, they don't, I see what Oda was trying to say here, but it's sort of confusingly um, expressed, I think. Um, yeah, a little bit. But basically, I mean, it's just that because Robin has ties with the straw hats, they would assume if Robin was seen trying to kill Iceberg, that the straw hats would then be implicated. And ultimately blamed for something the government was actually doing. So that was going, that's what was going on with that. But if you want to talk about sort of, because I guess if we talk about Frankie's flashback, we're going to start talking about the, what they're really after and all that. What they're really after and sort of the main characters of this part we were reading, which really were like Frankie and Iceberg and um, basically the sort of people related to the ship building of Water 7. Yeah. They're the ones I think get the, big focus on there there aren't a lot of for this section that we read obviously what we read last time um very big uh moments with you know usopp and um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and there's a little bit of that in this but for the most part most of like the big uh character beats in what we read at this point had more to do with the characters who were introduced newly in water seven in water when, seven, when water seven yeah. started yeah um yes I... there, there isn't all there's there's some stuff like uh with when usopp's with frankie and such uh but there isn't a lot of like character work done with the straw hats um no. not counting obviously spoilers you know a certain uh frankie uh <laughs> becomes a straw hat um, yeah, I, it's, it's interesting actually to look into what people were saying on the internet around this time. A lot of people thought Polly was going to be the huh. the new member of the Straw Hats, which I sort of I can, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. He has a. I don't think his design is as like inspired as Frankie's. Yeah, he's not as but distinctive. I could. There's like always a lot of. It's always really fun to go back and and look at what people were saying if you can. Like some people like reminisce on right, like right. Reddit or whatever about like people thought you know Polly was going to be. A straw hat, and I. He's and yeah. the rope guy, right? Rope guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not that he had a fruit or anything. He just was good no, with rope. No, he just throws ropes at it. I think Oda explains exactly. Yeah, what in he one does, of the SBS, which is just also sort of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. <laughs> it's, it's freaking one piece. He's, he's like Scorpion from Mortal yeah. Kombat. <laughs> yeah, get over here. And now I'm gonna imagine him actually having Scorpion's voice. Voiced by Ed Boon. Ed, Ed Boon, yeah. <laughs> Noob Cybot. 
Um, so and it's so funny so seeing yeah. Frankie's mask again because <laughs> it's just like that was such like a good character design, but he actually just like not he, he looks nothing like that, and and you yeah. never come back to he it. Had, yeah, he had that mask for like three chapters. Yeah. What mask? Just the he's wearing a mask. Just yeah. the, like Venetian. Yeah, the Venetian. Oh mask. yeah, I liked that one. He's, he's, well, he's got it for like three chapters, then he loses it, and it like yeah, it it, it stylistically does not fit with him at all. Um, well, I mean, they're supposed to, I think they're all just supposed to look like weird carnival masks. Yeah, and stuff. sure. Yeah. But, um, I, some of these are really fun. I like the bear, the bear and the, um, skull, but we'll talk about those later. But I, cause I sort of wanted to talk about the flashback. Oh, first. sure. Sure. Um, you think Yoko Taro is in CP9? <laughs> <laughs> it would be the perfect place to hide. Yeah. CP9 is basically like CIA, I guess, like secret, <laughs> secret agents, secret he, intelligence. He of... as a member. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. Oh. Except CP9 he is. He can do finger pistols. Did you call this water siete? <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> That's sorry. just in the, the show file name. Agua siete. Um, I don't think, I think yeah, I, I guess I should have, I guess I should have done agua. Water siete. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. It's. <laughs> all, right. Off. all right flashback flashback uh, of of to tom's builders which tom yes tom is so cute he's this he's a very good it, design it's, yeah he's this um tom is a fish man which is interesting i thought there was like more prejudice against yeah i had forgot about that and and isn't there some like doesn't there, someone make like someone some, says la- something later on like, someone makes you know basically a racist remark about they, tom they gesture later. racist remark. well i think i think <laughs> he's the first like benevolent fishman that we've met at this point in the series well yeah because because the fishman you see i think a lot of the fishmen that worked for arlong were actually okay yeah they right they were they were not the thugs i guess yeah one one of them comes back and plays a big role later (laughs) yes there's um yeah so so i think tom is the first one we see that doesn't seem connected to any of the other fishman societies he just lives in water he's just a dude he just came up i guess i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna live here now he's a he's a shipwright he has he has some why would a fishman need to know how to build ships (laughs) well if you think about it it's like if someone gets thrown overboard i guess fishman would be i guess i guess to fishmen ships are more like cars are to us (laughs) They're more convenient. It's like we walk on the ground. Right. But we can also drive faster. Right. Yeah. I mean, fishermen are very mobile in the water, but I don't think they can go like 100 miles an hour or like however fast a, a sailing boat goes. But yeah, so Tom's got his apprentices. Apparently he only has two. Well, he has more, but we mostly, I'm assuming he has more, but he has like two main ones and those are Iceberg and Frankie. Or as his name is at the time, Cuddy, Cuddy Flam. Flam. I don't. So, so I wrote this down too. I was like, "How the heck did he get the name Frankie?" So uh, there's this very short little panel where Iceberg's like, "Cuddy Flam, weird name. How about Frankie?" Yeah, yeah. He gets Ellis Island. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even really sure what that name, what that original name was meant to reference. It's a reference to Flim Flam, the sidekick from uh, oh. the Thirteen Ghosts of oh. Scooby Doo. This is. Frankie's Frankie's a very distant, very very distant relative. No, I don't know, but yeah. So basically, this was just a nickname that Iceberg came up with, and Frankie's a pretty cool name. Uh, so I'm okay with it, I guess. Sorry, I'm laughing about Flim Flam. <laughs> don't talk about Flim Flam. Oh, uh, but 
With Vincent Price. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm aware. I've seen it before. Um, we're talking about more important things right now. <laughs> okay. More serious things like the One Piece Water 7 flashback, um, Frankie flashback. But Frankie actually also had this habit of, of making weapons or... Building. I don't think it was a habit. It was like all he seemed to it's do. like a compulsion. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Building, well, not just weapons, but sort of like warships and stuff. Yeah, warships. Called yeah. them like the Battle Frankie number blank. Not very inventive with the names. It's kind of funny though. Yeah. It was like the BF number whatever. But he just builds weapons of mass destruction and then like puts them aside and builds a new one. And he's one. like, I hope nobody finds these. The iceberg got mad at him. Very important. It. Yes. So, so iceberg. You know, they, they, they don't really, I forget how Tom takes him on, uh, but he finds him, I guess, abandoned. But yeah, he was, he, he was, was abandoned by his parents for like being annoying. Something like that. They were pirates, they said. Which That's I true. wonder if that comes up later because this is sort of like a Will Turner thing. It's like your parents. Well, <laughs> you you're got dead. pirate in your blood. <laughs> it's just salt. <laughs> it's genetic. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised we haven't made more Pirates of the Caribbean references on these One Piece podcasts. That's a good point. I really, it's it, it, it goes to show how little One Piece has to do with pirates. Right. <laughs> so, it, should, it should be ripe for picking. It really should, yeah. But but so, like you know, they work, they work for Tom. And uh, things are going okay. We see younger Kokoro, who looks basically the same. Kokoro, She's the train if, lady. If you remember, it's like the train conductor or whatever you call the, the person who's like all aboard. Apparently she can also drive trains or pilot, conduct, conduct trains. I don't know. I mean, I mean, normally I don't think you really. I think technically the person who's like driving it is the engineer. Engineer. Someone corrected me about that online once. Yeah. Well, so. how, I, I, something I thought of, I wonder how young she's supposed to be here. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, because there's a thing. By the time, <laughs> 22 years later, which is now, because Frankie is 12 at this time. And I, I wrote this down because the, the I just write down all the years and stuff that appear. That's good. Like, Frankie's 34. It's good to know. Um, and so 22 years ago, I mean, by this point, she now has a granddaughter. So She was still probably pretty. She <laughs> She's probably 60 at this point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, most... Most One Piece, we've also established One Piece people live longer. Yeah. Yes. Because of Kareha lives like to, lives like over 130. So yeah, there, there's just a very uh, important reason why her age is important and why she would appear a certain way at, at this point that will be revealed later. Wait, um, Kokoro? Yeah. Oh. I think. There is? Oh, I can't remember yeah. this. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I can't I can't remember, but I maybe I'm forgetting something very. In Annie's lobby or in what we and read? It, well, we find out in Annie's lobby. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was just wondering. I I, I completely I forget completely whatever, this is. whatever this is. Okay. <laughs> but but so she's there. I mean, she's just their secretary. I mean, and that, this is sort of important because this is how we know that Frankie and Iceberg know each other, and Kokoro knows them. This was never really made apparent before now how and this is why so yeah they build ships for a while and i think at some point tom gets like pulled aside by the world government or they they come to the island and they they have found out that he built once again a connection to important characters tom built the oro jackson which is gold roger ship oh do they not i think they don't mention it by name yet 
They called it the Oro Jackson. Oh, yeah, Oro means gold. So, so th- apparently this is like equivalent to like I guess tr- um, treason. Well, they they <laughs> they say that normally, like you know, that like just building a ship for somebody wouldn't be like criminal, but this is just like Beyond we've decided pale. since just because he's so bad. What did Gold Roger do that was so bad though? Because it just seems like that's a very good question. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I get the impression that it's just because he is like the king of pirates, pirate. like he is the pirate well, and, of pirates, you know? Yeah, They're just like, hey, exactly. stop that. Yeah, and I think the world government has a vested interest in getting rid of people that might know things about oh, the world. Oh yes, that's important, definitely. Well, that's because yeah. it's probably a front for not that Gold Roger was like a was like a serial killer or, you know, a, a plunderer per se, but probably knows things, probably knows everything about the world. If he saw the one piece, then he knows everything. So, but right. Like, so he, he goes to, I guess, um, court. Tom goes to court. He's huge, by the way. He's like, I mean, literally like giant size. Yeah. They say he's like a cowfish fishman. Cowfish yeah. are small, but he's, <laughs> I don't know. He's humongous. yeah, but he's a cowfish fishman. That's different. Yeah, exactly. He just sort of looks like whatever fish that is. Right. Um, Tom tells him he's like, "Well, it's a shame I'm going to die because I have come up with a a solution to Water Seven, all of Water Seven's problems, which right. is the sea train, because much like actual Venice, uh, it's sinking. <laughs> it is. Yeah, exactly. So Water Seven has been sinking for a while. Due, partly due to this phenomenon called Aqua Laguna, which is basically like just a hurricane, typhoon. It's like El Nino. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> the Nino. The child. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, Water 7 has been having just a lot of like economic and, yeah, like environmental problems. There used to be like two, there used to be like one island that's now kind of separated. And yeah, it's just sinking. And a lot of the housing is, is going underwater. And they've always, they're going to have to keep building upward basically to stay out of, like, just not drown basically or have everything swept away by Aqua Laguna. And so the sea train, Tom says, is going to bring industry back. He's going to. I mean, it seems like the sea train, the sea train also is sort of a, um, it, it carries passengers. Like, so, so it's, it's for industry and it's for like just traveling between islands. Sure. So it's not just like, oh, this is only for the government. This is for everybody, the sea train, which is pretty cool. And the tracks, of course, just lie right underneath the surface of the water. Doesn't make any sense. Some Doesn't have Marvel to. of engineering. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, and so the judge thinks this is such a good idea. He's like, "Okay, Tom, I'm gonna give you a stay of a, a stay of execution of ten years for you to make the sea train." And if then it's we'll as talk- good, if it's as good as you say it is, you know, we'll suspend your sentence. <laughs> it would be like if you if you were like if you committed high treason and you were like, "Wait, I think the in ten years, president, I think I think in ten years I'm gonna come up with the cure for cancer." They're like, "Oh man, that sounds really good." Um, you know, we'll let you we'll let you have ten years to work on that. I mean, this is a, this makes a little bit more sense because Tom is a ship. Wait a minute, he's an engineer. What does sea trains have to do with ships? Anyway, okay. he, you just <laughs> well, it's a sea train. Yeah, it's yeah. more like a boat than it is like a train. <laughs> but it just looks like a train, and and apparently works on coal. I don't know. It's one piece. 
I'm thinking too hard about it, but it's very good. It makes case, for a great set piece in the in the the bridge arc uh, oh, between yeah. this yeah, and his lobby. Yes, it's cool, and we love it. And so they they uh, work on the Z train for a long time. Yeah, we have our montage, a cute montage of just Frankie getting blown up and Iceberg being like, "Oh, that Frankie, we're not going to become friends ever. Not going to care about him." Nope. And time eventually comes where they complete the C train. A couple things happen after this. I think you meet another character who, God, probably the worst character in One Piece as far as just like hateable, being hateable is um uh spandom so when i when i I first saw spandom i made the made the joke on twitter that um buggy is the jack nicholson joker and spandom is the heath ledger (laughs) joker that's right (laughs) he does he does uh he have that clown look he does sort of look like a um like an early villain in like batman or something like there's there's a quality to his he has like a weird nose like he's wearing makeup or something i I couldn't really tell what it was he just has weird coloring around his eyes and his nose Mm, yes we we won't have to see that for too long though because he has his face rearranged at the end of this flashback (laughs) um so spandom he he, at this point spandom is part of cp5 so they explain at some point in this arc that there's cp1 through 9 yeah, well, nine, well, it's like MI6. MI6, uh, yeah. MI5. It's And CP9 is the secret one that doesn't, you know, you're not supposed to know what exists. So, you know, and it's the most powerful people. And I guess I guess we can assume that 8 is, like, the, the most notorious, like, publicly recognized one. And then, like, 5 is, like, somewhere in the middle. So after the flashback, we find out Spandom is part of CP9, is the head of CP9 now, actually. But at this point in the flashback, he's CP5. And I think he just comes to bring to bring Tom back, but he sort of has a problem with this, and he's like, "Man, I really don't want Tom to like be pardoned because he made right. the C train and it rocks, and we love it so much." Um, well, that does not sit well. Spandam is just evil. He's just like a heel, like in wrestling. Like there's yeah. no, there's no. He doesn't seem to have any motivation. Who cares? No, he's just evil and nasty, yeah. and hates Tom for some reason. And I don't know, just gets off on being cruel, I guess. One of those guys. Yeah. He's the Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't think Pete Buttigieg is that particularly nasty, actually. No, no. But um He's like Flim Flam. <laughs> Alright. Man, it's taking us a long time to talk about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, so Frankie and Iceberg kind of step in, they're like, you know, no, we're not gonna let you fuck this up and and make it so that Tom is gonna get executed no matter what. Right. And like Tom steps in and then like it, it looks like he gets a little violent, but it's mostly because Spandom was like working him up to it. Yeah. And and sort of egging them on. And Frankie Frankie got upset, of course, and was like causing some some ruckus. And yeah, that that's when Spandom sort of like has Tom, I guess, arrested and like ready to ready to transport to the judicial judicial island. Um and he's Any's lobby, yeah, which is which is where the C train is going now, actually, in the I guess quote unquote present day of Water Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're trying and they're yeah, trying so, to escape or they're trying to leave the island before Aqua Laguna hits. So that's also kind of like a a ticking time bomb as well. Yes, 
And something else that, that, that carries into the present day is that Spandom finds out, I'm not sure how they find this out, but that Tom might have the blueprints to this weapon. Blueprints to this battleship called the Pluton, which I think Crocodile also wanted. Yeah, that was when it was first um, mentioned. Yeah. So for some reason they think Tom has it, but Tom has at this point, I think, passed it down to his one of his apprentices. And so Spandom suspects that one of these people here has it and he wants it because it's like power, you know. Spandom is yeah, pretty... Yeah. Just, just one note as far as villains go, and there's some, there's multiple false flags operations <laughs> in this arc because then in the past there's the thing where there's like, the iceberg assassination. There's I mean, the iceberg assassination we already mentioned, and now in the flashback, you know how he kind of like gets Tom is like you know he has you know as we mentioned before, uh, Frankie leaves his ships lying around, so he like commandeers them and they like have them like attack water seven. Yes. Spandum. And they're, and they're yeah. like, you know, Oh, they built that. And so on and so forth. Um, and that's iceberg gets mad at Frankie's like, you left your, right, right, you right. left your battle Frankie's out there. You just and, left, and, you just left so, weapons of mass destruction there. So basically like, um, Tom works something out where he's like, okay, how about you? Pardon the, how about the good that I did for this can like pardon the most recent thing, this attack that, you know, even though we're being framed, he, he yeah. doesn't mention that. We'll yeah. just cut that out. And so therefore, like, I'll I'll be tried for, like, you know, helping Gold Roger. <laughs> but the, I but guess. the kids... Let the kids go. They weren't part of that. So, yeah. So that's basically how they kind of... They, they survive, yeah. yeah. And then Tom gets taken away, I guess, executed off screen? I yeah, don't, I was about to... I they don't I'm, actually... I don't believe someone's dead until you see it. Yeah. But Tom could come back. <laughs> Tom, tomorrow. I want to believe Tom escaped from custody and is just out there, but probably was just executed off screen at this point. But yeah, before the flashback ends though, and the, the judge agrees to let Frankie and Iceberg go um, or to not, to not prosecute them, I guess. And uh, this still pisses Frankie off and he uh, punches Spandam in the face. And now Spandam wears a weird wrestling mask. It looks to me like a disguise someone would wear in wrestling or like an outfit. Right. I, that, that's like, or, or sort of like, almost like a, um, like something you'd see in a horror movie or something. Uh, though we see more of Spandam, unfortunately, in the next arc. But I mean, he's, he's bad. Like, I don't like him as a character, but I mean, he's supposed to be sort of just despicable and hateable. So that's fine. But yeah, I mean, this flashback sort of gives you all of those sort of like, um, background behind like what everybody's looking for now and what sort of what everybody is trying to accomplish because in the present day we find out that the cp9 members are the cp9 members are actually also looking for the blueprint still they couldn't right. find them back then right. tom had passed them to iceberg iceberg passes them to frankie frankie has them somewhere and <laughs> sorry that might have picked up our dog is growling at us very loudly. <laughs> so now, now CP9 is after these blueprints, and they've been after them for a couple of years. And so, spoilers: CP9 members are some of the carpenters of Galilee Law. Yeah. It's a good, it's Not a good reveal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. cool, and I think I always thought there was something a little bit weird about like Kaku, for instance. I didn't really think that Khalifa was that weird, or oh, I, I like mean, Kaku. Yeah, I know. I, never I like thought that he. 
I never saw it coming. He Cock- was a little... Lucci is a bit... Lucci is, sort of just looks evil and yeah. is weird that he never spoke. He just had his pigeon talk for him. Yeah. One of the guys gets really pissed off about that. He's like, wait, so you were... You could talk all along. What the <laughs> hell? Um, yeah, there's this sort of really cool scene where you find out who all of them are. So there's the, the members of CP9 that are there and have been sort of undercover on Water 7 trying to find these blueprints for, for years. And I guess they finally just decided to be like, okay, we've waited long enough iceberg give us the you know they they stage this whole thing to get the blueprints basically um it is bluno who is not a carpenter he is a bartender right i think i forget if it's the first time we saw him earlier in the chunk that we did where he's like at a a bar that frankie goes yeah that's where he is yeah this is before you find out he's right evil um or government spy evil right um uh, Kaku, the uh, guy that sort of looks like Usopp. And... The Usopp's nose is longer because it's rounded. <laughs> as mentioned in one of the SVSs. Yeah, Oda points that out. I, I, I skimmed that one too. Um, Khalifa, who was just Iceberg Secretary. And Rob Lucci, who was another one of the carpenters. So they had a couple people. Yes, and he's, he's kind of like the guess... ranking yeah. member under Spandam. Yeah, or, and we find out he has, like, right, exactly. That is right, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we find out that they are all, like, really powerful <laughs> fighters. They've of course they are. these six forms. The or... six arts. Six arts. Six arts or powers. There's, like, paper paper form or something. Um, paper art. Paper art. And then there's, like, the finger pistol. <laughs> and, like, uh... The jumping through the air thing. Rock skin and something. Iron like body. Iron body, iron body. Yeah. Which is, and you which have, is different course, from something else that we'll learn about later which really confused me initially um yeah yeah um oh really of course you have to say these things before you i remember them saying it in the anime like iron body especially bluno and bluno i'm sorry no one talks about this devil fruit but he has the coolest devil fruit ever i know you love it the door door fruit what (laughs) don't make fun of me i'm I'm just saying i know you. i think it's underrated i i i agree it's a good devil fruit it I think it's like it, it's one of the best ones because like it sounds stupid, but then you realize it's actually extremely powerful, because at first he says he can only open doors in like solid. I think I think he mentions like it has to be a wall, but then you find out he can make them in the air, which seems incredibly powerful. <laughs> you just turn anything into a door. Yeah, I guess if there's like enough mist or something, I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, he can basically like go into the atmosphere, go into another dimension, <laughs> and come out. I'm not dimension I'm not, door. Yeah, the Dungeons and Dragons. They get, yeah, basically, they get into this a little later, but yeah. So, unfortunately, some of the CP nine, uh, some of the carpenters are CP nine. Some of the uh, the carpenters that were like just regular carpenters feel obviously betrayed by this, and um, like I, I forgot that like I was like, wait, aren't all these guys CP nine? But no, some of the guys you see prominently in the carpenters are like just regular guys. Yeah, and they sort of join up later. Um, there's also a couple scenes. What if everybody but Iceberg <laughs> was part <laughs> that of the government? That would have been kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying like Iceberg, if you just cooperated with that one guy, he um, with that one guy called Corgi, <laughs> who was just like a government agent, like we wouldn't have had to do this. So they waited quite a while. Um, they also have Robin like prominently there, and Iceberg talks to Robin a little bit and talks a little bit about her thing, about her backstory with. 
the island of O'Hara that was destroyed and mm-hmm. why particularly she and the Straw Hats eventually find this out and go go this is the reason they Iceberg tells them the reason why after they save him from the fire during the second assassination attempt. This is so complicated. But um <laughs> Iceberg tells them exactly why Robin is doing this, which is that CP9 caught up to her on Water 7. We saw that. We saw Bluno, who's in the, the bear outfit, you know, come up to her and say, like, hey, work with us and we'll give you what you want, which is basically, I guess, access to phonoglyphs, I'm guessing. Um, probably not going to follow through on that, but I mean, if you're her against the government, it's probably probably best to just follow along. But so, you know, she, she works with them. Um... And when she's, like, talking alone with Iceberg at some point, they, they she sort of mentions that, like, well, the main reason that they got me to do this, to work with them and, and sort of assault you and, and try to steal the blueprints is because the government has give, been given the go-ahead or CP9's been given the go-ahead to call a buster call on the Straw Hats, which <laughs> I don't know why it's called buster call, but it, it's basically, like, an all-out attack on anything, like a, like a nuclear strike almost. It's, it's just sort of like um, Navy firepower. It's like 10 battleships or something and like a couple admirals. It's it's just it's just a it lot just of firepower concentrated on one. Turning into glass. Yeah, basically. And um, it's what was done to Robin's um, home island. So to say that they're going to do that to her crew is also kind of, is kind of fucked up and cruel. And of course she would go along with it. And, and so the Straw Hats find out that she's basically been blackmailed into this. And they're like, well, of course Robin didn't want to leave. We find out that Robin didn't want to leave. Uh, voluntarily so they're like well we gotta save her and that sort of leads into the getting on the train and all that stuff and um right so the cp9's CP9's taking uh robin robin and well they capture frankie too capture frankie um i don't think robin's there at that point i think she's with iceberg but yeah they they go to frankie's warehouse to try to to try to find the um the blueprints and that's when they get Frankie and Usopp. Yes. And Usopp also tells because because Frankie had Usopp as like sort of as like blackmail for the Straw Hats to come out because he was still he still had his his grudge against the Straw Hats for destroying the Frankie house. I guess that's I guess that's understandable. Destroying your home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even a ship demolisher should have a home. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they they take Frankie. And Usopp onto the sea train <laughs> with Robin, and so they leave Water Seven that way, and Straw Hats jump on, and some of them. I mean, they eventually get there. Oh right. wait, no, I should probably back up and explain how they got there. Only Sanji actually gets on the train. Right. Sanji gets on the train. Yeah. Yes. And again, doing his going off on his own thing that seems to be like a recurring thing with Sanji. That everybody just sort of like... San- right. Yeah, Sanji is a man going his own way. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Sanji has been red <laughs> <laughs> So, the way they actually get on the train, the, the rest of the Straw Hats, there's also the one of the weirder ways that they get Luffy out of the action. I'm not sure why they do this. He gets stuck between buildings a couple <laughs> it times. Just happen, it just happens <laughs> off screen. Because Luchi shows them his... Oh, we find out Luchi has a devil fruit. He is a jaguar. Turns into... It's cool, I guess. Turns into a cat boy. Basically, yeah. And he uh, just team rockets Zoro and Luffy. 
and they both get stuck in Dororo gets stuck in a chimney and Luffy this makes a little bit of sense in like a cartoony way yes that's something you see all the time someone getting stuck yeah his like feet are sticking out we love when a person's feet are just sticking out of uh it doesn't look yeah it looks like he should just fall right down the chimney but whatever and then luffy just gets stuck he's got really thick thighs zoro's thick yeah (laughs) and no and and no and no upper body (laughs) muscles i don't think that's true (laughs) (laughs) he they they luffy and zoro cut through a wave later true Yeah, uh, so they're there for a while, but yeah, yeah, it takes a bit. It does. It's just an excuse to just have them off stage for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, Sanji gets on this train that has Frankie and uh, Usopp. Usopp, but the rest of them, you know, they're like, "How can we catch up with it?" You know, the oh, I like this El Nino's coming in, um, and. You know, it's it's worse than ever. It gets worse every year, and this this year it's like you know unbelievable. How are we going to catch it? And it's like, well, you know, it wouldn't be the only train. We we have a prototype, basically. Kokoro, the old lady who seemed useless, actually turns out to be really. She never cool. seemed useless to me. No, no, I mean, just like she, I, I just mean like she seems sort of just like a sort of prominent side character in this. With like, sure. oh, she actually does something really useful. So she's she's cool. Um, you know, she's actually very competent at enge- uh, being a train engineer. Yeah, and she reveals this train called the Rocket Man. <laughs> That's like, yeah, this is our, pro- like you said, this is our prototype. It also is insane and doesn't really run on the tracks. It's a runaway train. I'm not sure how they know that or how they got it back. Uh, I don't it just know. doesn't run right. Right. But it's it also here. it also like uh, has like a face painted like one of those like cartoon bombers. I think she said that. I think Kokoro said that that it was like a joke after after it like right. sort of ran off the tracks. They were like, "Yeah, this train sucks," but I guess we can use it. It's very fast. It's just it's uncontrollable. And yeah, so a bunch of people, some of the carpenters get on. Polly and the guy who pushes his hair out and it comes out his arm. Polly Walnuts. <laughs> Polly Walnuts, the guy from the guy from The Sopranos, and I'm trying to think. Hey, Luffy. <laughs> Buongiorno. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, Frankie sort of is a mob boss a little bit. Yeah, he Frankie's kind sort of, of is. a mix between like I I would call him like the underworld of Water Seven. Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The sort of um they they talk about it in SBS like some of the guys, he it's kind of like Team Skull actually. Um, a lot of sort of people they're, they're, that were not... They're mainly just hooligans. Hooligans that, like, were trying to be shipwrights, but they weren't good enough. And but so, they do, like, dismantle. They dismantle. Whole thing is that they dismantle. And so then, like, sell Right, because they're, they're so the just, opposite of the, like, the, you know, the 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 shipwrights who are kind of the upstanding citizens, right. you know? Um, so it is kind of... that is There are some, like, mob similarities there. Yeah, you know, Like, yeah. top shops and right. things like that. Yeah, like, just sort of... Um, reappropriating like i guess old ships they might or they might even steal newer ships um i think that was actually implied that they did that earlier on but yeah they all a couple different folks get on the sea train like i said the um carp some of the carpenters and the shipwrights and the straw hats the straw hats that are not sanji and usopp that is and yeah, which they, they is about to rocket. disappear forever and then we'll never see him again. Oh, right. Yeah. We actually meet another new character. You're right. Yes. <laughs> because Usopp meets Sanji on top of the train, on top of the sea train. That's and not the rocket. Like, you know, he's like, 
I, like, I told you this isn't my business. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I feel bad for Robin, but I'm not part of the crew, so I've got no responsibility. Yeah, he's like, her. I'm sorry, goodbye. Later. And he jumps out into the sea. <laughs> yeah, he leaves, and, and we don't see this up for the rest of this. What we read, but, then... but instead, he is soon replaced by the wonderful Sniper King. Yeah, my favorite One Piece character. <laughs> Your favorite? He's. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good character. He's so of course he's my favorite. Yeah, no, he appears. It's funny because like he's wearing this cool mask that's like it looks like a sun almost, and yeah. like it I has. Guess... I guess it makes sense he probably just picked it up in Water 7. They've got masks. Yes. Yeah, yeah I think he. I think they talk a little bit later about how he makes it. But um, mm. he, I mean, obviously it's the same nose, same stature as Usopp, same yeah. body. Like, I mean, everyone knows immediately it's him. Right. But but it's funny because well, when he Almost appears, everybody, but almost, we, don't, we, don't get, we don't get to that in what we read. So. Sanji's like... But, but yeah, Sanji, Sanji and Frankie are just... Because Usopp's like, don't you want to know my name, sir? We've only just met. And Sanji's like, okay, whatever. He just decides to play along. <laughs> like, they, or, or they just like ignore him. And, yeah. And there's the amazing line where he like the one chapter after he's first introduced starts with, off with him like singing a song. <laughs> yes. About right? Sniper Island. He said something about being from Sniper Island. And so then like, you know, there, there's like a scene where Sanji and Frankie are like talking about how they're going to, you know, infiltrate the front of the train, which a, a train in any circumstance is a great set piece for something like this. You know, you get like the whole progressing up through the compartments. There's some weird thing. people on this train, by uh, the way. There are weird people on the train. <laughs> but so um, they're like discussing their plan and like, he's just in the background, the, the wonderful line of, don't you want to know where Sniper Island is? And then, then like, they're still talking and, you know, ignoring it. And it's like, it's in the heart. <laughs> so good. It's really funny. Yeah. It's a really good, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, he just comes back. I mean, I guess we're implied he was he was making this whole time because he wanted to help. So right, I mean, yeah. he's he's a good boy, Usopp. Yeah, and uh, Robin sees through it right away too. Well, and course. he doesn't he doesn't hide it as much with he isn't like, ma'am, I don't know who you are, but I, I heard I, you. I, need thought, it. I thought he does. Does he do yeah, that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, I guess he does do that a little bit. And she just called he's, Mr. Longos. She calls him, yeah, she calls him Longos. Mr. Longos. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, they they make their way through the train. It's all very silly. There's there's a couple of really weird people on this train and like yeah. kind of forgettable villains that I'm not sure why they exist. Like what's the deal with that guy who is like he was on like the end of the train that gets like cut off? Jerry? <laughs> there's a guy named Jerry who's really tall. He gets his own little title card too. It's like Jerry of CP7 or something. <laughs> I was like, what? Is he the one who's like the old like soldier kind of guy captain t-bone yeah Yeah. that's the guy that looks like a mummy yeah and he like chops up a fish or something yeah they were like he He gets a lot of attention (laughs) and even zoro zoro like kills him in one hit like he he gets in the way at some point they're they're coming up the rocket man comes up behind the train and zoro he's also like a swordsman yeah and zoro's like wow that guy seems strong i was like no he didn't (laughs) (laughs) i i don't really know what that guy's deal was I, i guess they just needed some maybe my guess is like Oda thought maybe this was going to be longer and maybe some of his editors were like, oh, hurry up. Like, like maybe don't give, don't give Captain T-Bone like five chapters. Right. Like, like, um, like, you know, doing the thing at the Oscars. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Know, playing the music. Well, I think, and so, I think he doesn't come back in Annie's lobby, does he? T-Bone? No, he's done. Okay. T-Bone's done. Okay. He's I like, could, for some reason I thought maybe he, he did. We might see him like briefly, like how you see some side characters sometimes, okay. but I think he's pretty much done. And like, he got, yeah, he got his own chapter called like Captain T Bone. Is like, 
he loves saving people. And he's yeah, a swordsman. Was... I was like, what? Yeah, like Gosh. I said, my 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 thought was that maybe Oda thought he was gonna have more more time with this. I, I'm not sure, but maybe the, I, I yeah this this train arc I guess moved a little faster than he than he expected. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie also the only thing I like about I mean this fight with Frank Frankie fights this guy named Nero who's like a cat guy sort of like sort of like Kuro's cat people. Yeah, I he don't did- know. His whole thing is that he sucks. He sucks. Um, but is, there is a very but you get to one see of some the of best. Powers. Uh, so I guess we kind of gloss over the fact Frankie is a cyborg. Oh yeah, sorry <laughs> I forgot because after very after, important detail he gets like he gets injured after the flashback and like we don't know how he sur- people assume he died and that's right. why no one knew where the the um, blueprints were for so long. Right. And so and <clears> that's why it goes under the new name Frankie. Frankie. So no one knows who Cuddy Flame is, right. but CP9 finds out. But, but he, he repaired himself to turn himself into Cyborg. <laughs> but only his front, because he couldn't his reach his back. Yeah. Um, um, so there's that's that's a very good gag. He couldn't reach his back, so that's like his weak point. So because there's fight. one point where he gets on the ground, he's like, Frankie Invincible! And <laughs> that's so good! <laughs> he hides his back. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, it's great. Or, Are you going to talk about Frankie Centaur? Yes, and the best, the best is Frankie Centaur. It's like you know his his like legs slit down the middle, and it's like oh, it's going to like, but then like the fronts of his legs just go like forwards. So he looks like a chair. Yeah. Like, and it just doesn't really make any sense at all. He, like, how is this supposed to be useful? Nero's like, it's on the wrong side. Yeah. But he uh, also. For some reason, has a refrigerator in his stomach that has coke in it. Yeah. Because he runs, well, on, he runs coke. on he runs on the cola. Yeah. Runs yeah. on soda. Yeah, yeah. It's That's how he cute. does his so. his coup de booze. Or, uh, <laughs> Some, yeah, something something really strange must have happened to Frankie, where he can he can have a like <laughs> like most of his front torso must have disappeared, and like his back is normal. I'm. It's, yeah. it's I don't want to think too hard about it. Yeah. But, um, well, we do know. I, we do know not everything was destroyed, um, but um, yeah. So he beats this guy. I think he actually the centaur is sort of like he just uses it as like extra legs or something. Yeah, he does. He does. Down. It does actually end up being useful. He's like, like see, he, like, you made of, fun of it. Isn't he it kind cool? of like catches him like on the edge of the <laughs> yeah. train or something Frankie like that. Frankie centaur, my god. Yeah. So Frankie gets his little moment. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I mean, we I talked about them chopping through the wave. So there, there's well, the, another character <laughs> that Sanji fights while Frankie is yeah. fighting oh, Nero. Oh my god, that's that's I, that's the one that gets like the most attention. Wanzi. I feel like I, it's so funny to think that Oda's like, I need to devote more time to this guy. <laughs> okay, I want to say something about this character. There was an energy this character gave off that reminds me of Olaf from <laughs> Frozen. I sure. can kind of see yeah. you, I mean, his eyes sort of, like, he has the dead-eyed stare. Yeah. And he's a little silly, but, like, he seems to give off sort of a... I don't know how to just des- I don't know how to describe it. I really don't. You, you'd no, have I, to... I think he'll he'll definitely be played by Josh Gad in the live-action Netflix <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, this, so, I mean, this fight is, like, really dumb. Like, it, I don't even... Re- I don't even really want to dignify it by describing it, but, like... <laughs> It's a chef fight. Well, it's it's yeah. funny because like Sanji will not use weapons unless he is cooking. Cooking, he will, yeah, he, right. he won't yeah. use knives. Um, so this guy like he makes like a suit of armor of like ramen. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Sanji's like, oh, 
guess I can use my knife. So now. he can. Well, it's not his knife. It's yeah, a knife. Yeah. Uh, so he just chops it up and you know beats him up. But he he rearranges his face to make him beautiful. Right, because um, this guy like looks looks like a little weird. rat. His like eyes are like out on cylinders. <laughs> very strange. And he's like one of the top. I like how CP 9s like, man, we didn't expect much from Wanzi. But Wanzi like comes back in the SBS like for a while. Like there are questions about Wanzi for several <laughs> chapters after this. Like, I I want to I I you know I'm starting I'm I'm really want to know more about T Bone. Like, why did T Bone get an all a whole chapter title to himself, and it wasn't even really about him? Yeah, I, I was I, I was curious. To, I was like, are you sure he doesn't come back in any lobby? But I looked up and like he does like appear like a few other times, and but not until uh, uh, Amazon. Uh, what's it? Amazon Lily. Amazon Lily. Wait, what? He does? He's an he, Amazon Lily? He's not in it. He's, like, in a background scene and, like, some other... Oh, okay. So he, like, goes back to the world it, government. It, yeah, it is just, like, him appearing and, like, saying something, like, once every couple hundred Everyone, chapters. Everyone's like, he looks weird, but he's a nice guy. But he's, like, a swordsman and he's, like, depressed all the time. I don't know. It was weird. It's very strange. Yeah. But so Wanzi, yeah. Wanzi, I guess, piqued people's interest for some reason. I mean, I get, it is funny, because, like, he also his expression doesn't change ever. Yeah. And he's like, I was so scared. I thought I was going to die. And he just has the same Olaf expression. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's fine. Yeah. But it, it's, there's yeah. not much to it, but there is the very funny gag at the end where Sanji hits him so hard that his like face becomes like, he becomes you know, like Bishonen. a shown in like, he looks like Dario from, um, Sailor Moon. Right. And, uh, not Dario. Darian. What's his name? I don't, I don't know. Sailor Moon. Yeah, something like yeah, like Dario Naharis. Tuxedo. Yeah. (laughs) There were a couple Dario Naharises. But none of them had blue hair. Yeah, and Wanzi actually got mad. He's like, You ruined my face and he's like beautiful now. And and he's mad about it. So I I was saying to Walter, I was like, it's like that joke in The Simpsons where it this is a later episode, it's where Mo gets plastic surgery. It's not a very good episode. But the funniest part is that like at the end he because like he was getting these like tv roles or something because he was so handsome and then at the end like a wall falls on him and his face just his face doesn't get destroyed it just goes back to normal <laughs> that's like the only really funny part of the episode but that's late season simpsons for you i guess early starting to get into the bad seasons but early late seasons. yeah um and does it sort of just end with them getting into cp9's car and then they take robin away they, they take yeah. her away finally and and the reveal that isn't like much of a reveal, but but uh, that uh, he's behind it all. Uh, Who was behind it all? Spandam. Spandam. Yeah. Oh, Spandam is the head of CP Nine. I mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. He's, well, I mean, I didn't mention it like it was a big deal because I because right, but but, but but like it's not really until they reach no any no. lobby that it's like. Could you believe that the bad guy in this flashback is... It's like, yeah, I guess I could see it being a surprise. that fandom is now, like, the head of... Right, I guess... that's, that's like, you know, the... Yeah. The reveal he... in, like, the story sense. He has a very cute elephant as a pet. That did is anyone true. notice his elephant? I, I did see his elephant. It's uh, called Folkfried. <laughs> I, I did not down. notice that. Well, I told you. I write down every name, I see. Um, and it's, in, it's important, too, right? If I, I think so. His, I think it becomes his important. elephant. I think it yes. is. I think it is, I think if so I recall. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I mean, we see, we see in his, in his lobby for the first time and it's visually very interesting. Yeah. They call it the nightless Island. I forget why I, I, that's what they called it in the very last chapter I read. Because the Puffing Tom comes into view of... I forgot to mention that the sea train is called the Puffing Tom. I keep calling this the sea train. <laughs> but it's it's called it's named after Tom. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's it's the judicial... I keep saying judicial. Judicial. Judicial island. Um, yeah, and it's very interesting. We'll, we'll see more... We'll, we'll get a better view of what it actually looks like in the next thing we're going to read. The next little chunk. Yeah. But yeah, um, I guess we could also mention the cover stories. The Gidatsu cover story just ended with him starting a spa. I don't really know what else to say about it. Vivi went there. Yeah. Because they went to Alabaster or something, and then the Gidatsu set up a spa. Good for you, buddy. But they started a more sort of story important cover story for Baroque works. Right. Of the gang's getting Miss Golden Week, who was Mr. Three's partner like putting together sort of a thing to get everybody from broke works back together everyone who is not in jail yes and i think crocodile is in jail right now yes so <clears throat> yeah miss golden week's using her powers to like just sort of find people and try to avoid the navy so that that just started so there hasn't really been a lot yet but there will be yeah because this stuff leads into things that'll happen later not that miss golden week becomes really important or anything Oh, sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit. Miss Golden Week is the final boss of One Piece. That would be kind of cool, actually. I wouldn't hate... I would hate more... I would hate more characters being the final boss than her. Sure. I, more than would probably be believable, but, um, yeah. Is there anything else about Water 7? Or them... I mean, you know, this is a whole big arc, but them leaving Water 7, I feel like... There's a lot happens, and we probably miss some things just because there's like there's just a lot of logistical stuff. And, and but that's that's really it though. Like it's logistics. It's logistics. Like how did people get here? When did people yeah. get here? We we sort of we, we got a little bogged down in that, but um, I mean mostly my fault. But we... I got bogged down with flim flam. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you for that. I forget what his cut, what his uh, catchphrase was. Hopefully, not something. I racist. forgot what I was saying. I forgot what I was saying in the flashback because you talked about Flim Fam for like a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Cuddy Flam. There you go. Cuddy Flim Flam. Yes. Um, so we still have a bit to go. You know, as we said at the beginning, this just kind of ends not really in a. <laughs> ending way because it isn't really an no. ending um it continues straight on into the any lobby arc which we'll be starting uh for next time uh any lobby it's about like 50 60 chapters so once again we'll be chopping this bad boy up uh we're going to be reading from chapter 375 to 398 yes uh so that'll cover you know roughly half of it mm-hmm. yeah we'll get into another big flashback yeah. yes um, we'll, get, we'll get through it and one of the best like emotional was... beats in the whole story probably i think probably the best flashback to this to this point i think it's the best one yeah i, I mean i think as far as just like it being sort of a story in and of itself it's a good really sure. really good one um and it 
yeah, it, there's a lot to talk about, I think. And we, we can definitely fill an episode with just talking about that, really. For sure. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that about does it, then. Uh, Emily and I will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about Shonen Jump for real this time. For real. We will uh, We will not skip again. Because uh, <laughs> November has already, is already shaping up to be a big month. Yeah, we are. There's some... We'll have to talk about with uh, some things, but... Yeah, there's some good stuff with um, one of the newer series, Phantom Seer. I don't oh, yeah, know. If Phantom we... Seer is already getting good. Yeah, it's My Hero Academia Man. has been. Has I, been there's so many awesome. things I need to catch up on. Once I'm done with One Piece, <laughs> uh, once you're done with Countdown. Yeah, once I'm done with Countdown. Oh, you're gonna. Are you done with Countdown? No, I've, I'm only halfway through. Um, oh, you guys are happy. Yeah. It which the, it, it fucking sucks doesn't well the, it? honestly you, you might be a little bit surprised when you listen to our episode i i didn't hate it at least the first half only because of how like inoffensive it was in in terms of like i, I read it all in one weekend and it felt so breezy and i've had i've had to like dredge through things that have taken me just ages to get through just because of how mm. dense and like mind-numbing it is and this was just like See, for for some reason, I thought you all were covering it in one go. No, we're we're splitting so it in I, half. I, yeah, I can believe that, especially if you. But the second half will not. That's what Brian. I that's what Brian said. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, but. like I said, I know this isn't One Piece related, but I remember when Walter was reading these comics, and he was just completely silent, just <laughs> reading them for like an hour. And I was like, "Are you doing all right?" He's like, "Yeah," <laughs> just like. No emotion. All right. Yeah. Um, but this One Piece, we're, we're happy. We're psyched. Yeah, yeah. So One Piece, again, going up to 398 next time. In the meantime, you can find all three of us on Twitter. Once again, I'm I am back on Twitter, active again. By the time that this goes live, maybe I won't be again. And then by the time the don't, next one goes live, don't you know, say that. Just, I, just, <laughs> let, just let things be. Well, Twitter. I'm at goodbye to issue. I was going to say, Twitter did recently unroll some you don't love fleets I, yeah, yeah. I, i'm not going to tweet anymore but you guys can be looking out for my fleets um, <laughs> i'm i'm at cosmos of course and i'm at wilker fox all right that should be it then good night everybody night well i guess this comes out in the middle of the day. It's <laughs> for us. goodbye everybody goodbye